Namaste. Hello to the world and Namaste India. My name is Preeti Chaudhary and I am your friendly host for today. Today we are here to talk about something extremely important, a topic that is not much spoken about. And once again, while we have everyone here onto our screens, it is Namaste. Welcome to this edition of Corporate Spotlight on IBM. You are with me, your friendly host, Preeti Chaudhary, and I am here to talk about a diversity dialogue, deep dive into neurodiversity at IBM. With me today is a stellar panel of Diane, Anshu, and JJ. For a very quick introduction, before we can get this conversation started, let me welcome all the way from the US of A, LA to be precise, Diane Delaney, who is the Global Program Manager for Neurodiversity at IBM. Welcome, Diane. We have Anshu Uppal, who is the HR at IBM India Software Lab. And then we have John Jacob Cherian, AKA JJ, a self-identified neurodivergent who is here all about nothing without me, about me, and that is the policy that IBM believes in. So it is my extreme pleasure to dive deeper into neurodiversity at IBM. Now that the introductions have been made, the context has been set, the topic has been discussed, let's get this conversation started. And for that, let me call, first of all, our dear guest from far, far away, Diane, to tell us a little bit more about IBM, all the history, the legacy of diversity and inclusion, and all of it to set a tone and the context for this conversation. Over to you, Diane. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you so much, Prithi, for inviting us. We're so um, overjoyed to be here today with you. Thank you for everything. Um, so as you said, I'm Diane Delaney and I am the Neurodiversity at IBM Global Program Manager. And um, so to talk about, I IBM has a very longstanding diversity and inclusion history since the beginning of our company over 110 years ago. Um, we talk about something called being you at IBM. And this um, exemplifies IBM's commitment to creating a diverse environment for all of our employees. Um, we are a, an equal opportunity employer. Um, all qualified applicants who apply to jobs at IBM will be considered equally. Um, and IBM, you know, it really shows this commitment to diversity and inclusion every day. And I think you'll you'll hear that from JJ and Anshu as we talk today um, about our experiences as IBM employees. Thank you so much for that, Diane. And, um, you know, uh, just for a very quick perspective as well. And here I would uh, request both you, Diane, and then Anshu to sort of take us through the nuances of the importance of diversity, equity, and inclusion at IBM. Diane, you from the global US perspective, and Anshu, mm -hmm. what is going on in India and APAC um, in general? You know, the various programs, the inclusionary practices that um, are being followed, and all of it, you know? So uh, maybe let's start with Anshu this time, and then we can go global um, from here. Over to you, Anshu. Thank you. 
Thanks, Preeti, and uh, good evening to all my friends who are joining from India, and good morning to everyone who's joining from the other parts of the world. I think uh, it's a pleasure to interact with all of you today on a topic which is very close to our heart. Um, as I talk about the focus of diversity inclusion, before I kind of talk about that, I want to step back and talk about what's the vision of our CEO. When he talks about our goal, our goal is to be the most trusted technology partner in the 21st century. And if you understand that goal, we cannot really progress on the, that journey before we instill the trust by furthering the diversity of our workforce and enabling an inclusive culture of IBMers who advocate for equity inside and outside of IBM. Now, as I talk about that further, I wanted to kind of uh, first uh, draw the spotlight into a number of decisive steps uh, that we are taking uh, to create a culture where all our employees from all backgrounds can thrive in IBM. And this has uh, been the focus. There are three key tenants that we are talking uh, or focusing on from an India perspective. And I think employee experience is at the core and center of that. And in our employee experience, I think the the whole focus is around uh, how we can perhaps look at all these different constituencies of diversity and ensure they have a meaningful and a very powerful experience. To start with, um, I must say that uh, diversity at in, uh, in the India space, I think I need to kind of give the credit to our senior leadership at IBM. I think all of them are really uh, at the front and uh, or, or I must say at the forefront of leading that for India. And that has been done by creating a India Diversity Council, which reiterates IBM's leadership commitment to workforce diversity. And under that, we have different constituencies. Gender diversity is one of the focus area. We are looking at uh, LGBT plus as the other area. Uh, people with uh, special abilities is definitely a focus. And now neurodiversity and I'm not going to say now because our journey actually started much before uh, last year. But I'm going to take a pause here and I'm going to also invite Diane to share some of the uh, work that we've done in this space from a global perspective because she will give a larger view of the entire journey. So Diane, over to you. Okay, thank you, thank you. Um, so as the neurodiversity at IBM Global Program Manager, this um, team sits under our new caller team. And new caller is something that Ginny Rometty, our prior CEO, um, coined that phrase several years ago, and we've been talking about for several since then, really. Um, but new caller, if you haven't heard about it, is a focus on skills and not the degree a person has, what type of degree, or if they even have a degree or not, right? So we just look at the skills and experiences a person has and when we're looking at them when they apply for jobs at IBM. Um, we have four new caller programs. We have apprenticeships, P-TECH, Pathways to Technology, Tech Reentry, and that's for people who've been out of the workforce for more than a year and are re returning to the workforce. And then our newest new caller program is Neurodiversity. And as Antu um, mentioned, it began, it began officially just over a year ago when I was asked to lead this program. But our journey really began about six years ago with two individuals, one in New York and one in Australia, who had a personal passion for autism 
and they saw a lot of other companies with these programs already, and IBM did not have one at the time. And usually we're, we're leaders in, in this space where we begin many of the programs and efforts. And so they saw what these other companies were doing, and they said, IBM needs to do this. And you know, as I mentioned, looking back at our uh, diverse and inclusive history since the beginning, it was just overdue for neurodiversity to be part of this. So they began an effort um, and met each other in 20, that was in 2015. They met and um, joined forces and um, started with you know, themselves and about 50 individuals who also had this interest. And we've grown, grown to over a community of 1700, over 1,700 people. And that's neurodivergent IBMers and allies as well. And we work together on this program. Um, we have um, three key components, which are enablement for all employees. And you know, IBM's very, very large. So this is a very lofty goal to get it so that every IBMer knows what neurodiversity is and knows what we're doing with this program. Um, we also have a focus on enhancing our process and our procedures and tools so that they're inclusive, not only of neurodivergent candidates, but of all people. So that everybody coming through our application system can be able to best show, show their skills in the best way and be equally considered for these jobs. So we're constantly looking at the application process as well as after they're um, an employee and what we do with our employees there. And then the third focus is on hiring neurodivergent talent. And we've been doing this globally We've hired um, through program hiring in nine countries. And that's how uh, Anshu and I got connected is because in India um, is starting a hiring program there. So we've been working together on this for the um, last several months actually, right? Um, and so, you know, we believe these three areas are very important and we um, will be moving from, this is the other piece of it, from awareness where people are finding out about neurodiversity um, to acceptance and then to advancement, our final, our final um, stage. And that's where the neurodivergent voices are heard and neurodivergent individuals are sought after for leadership positions. Thank you very much, both of you, for sharing those. And you know, you did speak about the um, philosophy a little bit about how this program sort of came about, um, and it slightly touched upon you know the uh, vision of this program as such. Um, what have been the milestones till date, Diane, that make you really happy? And what are the kinds of roles that you are offering to this kind of talent that is coming on board? Um, globally, I would say, you know, because you have started in the US, Australia has got a very uh, sort of thriving program and now we are getting started here in India. So please tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, really my vision is that I'm not needed in this role anymore. It's that we don't have to have special programs and that everybody can come through our mainstream process successfully and we don't have to do special things. So um, it's having neurodivergent friendly hiring strategies in our process and that it's really inclusive of everyone. Um, and then, um, I'm sorry, what was your, <laughs> your second question? Part of that? It was all about milestones and the vision which you've already said and what kind of roles are being offered to people oh, that roles, are coming yeah. to you. 
Sorry. Yeah. So, you know, as IBM is a tech company, um, many of our roles are technology based, but we do have many other roles at IBM. So we have communications, marketing, uh, human resources like myself, um, legal, right? So many other different roles. So we don't pick certain roles that are for neurodivergent individuals. Neurodivergent individuals are as individual as anyone else. So it's really what that person, what their experience, their background, and their interest, and those are the roles that they should apply for. So we don't restrict it to any particular role. So it's it's wide open based on their um, experience and knowledge and interest. Thank you so much for that. And you know, that naturally takes me on to JJ now because I would like to hear from JJ his side of the story in terms of what is it that inspires him day in and day out what makes him want to go to work and every bit and all of it everything in between Over. thank you uh, you, JJ. Preeti. Thank you. Uh, you know thank you Preeti so what's really interesting about uh, the entire neurodiversity business resource group that we have out here is a it, we all support each other you know and there are situations on how to different problems that different people face so on one side you know there is a team that within ibm who i know i can look at uh, for support but on the flip side another very equally important side of people that we forget uh, the rest of IBM who have been extremely open, who have um, been welcoming, who have helped us through situations. And, you know, if uh, to be honest, uh, my neurodiversity pops up in the form of dyslexia. So when I write, my from is always spelt as F-O-R-M, you know, it's, not that I don't know how to spell, right? But it just comes out that way. But, uh, you know, how do you fix that? So there are simple ways, you know, I've, I've, I've got a, an amazing spell check software that helps me correct my tone and spellings and life goes on. Uh, so these are things that you can control, which are completely in your control that you can fix. Uh, what do I do? Uh, I'm in marketing. Uh, what I specialize in, I look at data. Um, and I see patterns which many of my colleagues don't see. Um, but, you know, to take those patterns and come up with a, a great marketing campaign where people respond, that's where, you know, I have certain troubles because, you know, my spellings and stuff like that. Uh, and that's where the, the beauty of the larger IBM team is there because I have people who I know who can back me up. And so it's not that, uh, you know, hey, it's regular life. There are things that you are good at, Preeti, and there are things that Anshu is also good at and also Diane. But how do you come together as a team and win that race? And that's, you know, the, uh, the beauty of this entire thing. Uh, so, you know, back to you, Preeti. Happy to answer any more questions that anyone has. But, you know, it's an amazing experience and the support that I have. Uh, from everyone. Thank you so much, JJ. I'm definitely going to come back to you in just a bit. But let me head over to Anshu to begin with for now. So Diane and you have been talking and ideating and collaborating a lot. How does uh, moving forward in this particular area of neurodiversity look like? 
in India, Anshu, what is going to happen in the foreseeable future and how are things going to shape up without having to give away any proprietary information, but anything that you can share will be warmly welcome. Over to you. Thank you. Thanks, Preeti. I think I, before I get into what's planned for the future, let me kind of also talk about the journey that Diane and I have undertaken, uh, you know, which started last year. And I kind of think back and realize that sometimes there is a there is a quote from I think Stephen um, that he said that when you look back at your life, you can connect the dots, right? So I'm going to kind of tell a personal story and then come back to uh, the journey at IBM. So my journey uh, as an ally started uh, very early because uh, my uh, my brother was born with Down syndrome. Okay, so I had an opportunity to work with uh, people with special abilities, and because of that, I also kind of started working with. Uh, a special Olympics team in India and then I went on to represent India in the United States in the Special Olympics in the United States and that was the time when I actually realized that uh, so th these were some of the questions my brother used to ask me and then I kind of started meeting individuals uh, who were neurodivergent um, as a part of uh, the game and he, they started talking about how they dream about having uh, a self-identity they want to become financially independent and you know how uh, they're looking for support from their family from society from people around right and um, i always thought how is it that i can support them and as luck would have it uh, last year uh, one of our senior leaders actually had an opportunity to connect with diane and he put me in touch with diane to see that how can we start the grassroots uh, level efforts in india so when Diane and I connected, we realized that the first step uh, for us to be able to embark on journey on this journey is that we have to bring a team of fellow passionate volunteers together and also ensure that there is a certain level of awareness that we need to build with our managers because you know they are at the forefront of undertaking this journey with us. Uh, so this started uh, late last year and uh, we kind of uh, got all the India managers together. Uh, Diane and uh, Nat were kind enough to conduct that enablement session. And after that, we kind of said, okay, so we have done the first level of uh, sensitization, so to say, to build awareness. Now, how do we kind of move forward on this journey? And it's not just Diane and I, I must say that there is this whole team behind us, our uh, diversity inclusion leader, who's leading this for APAC, um, our India HR leader, Chini, uh, my uh, fellow counterparts, a lot of people, my uh, leadership in India Software Labs, uh, the HR leaders, everybody was passionate about the cause. And uh, they said that now that you have done the sensitization, let's take the next step and let's see how we can kind of start the journey by bringing in the diverse talent. Um, and I think I must thank Diane she has been, uh, you know, really, really passionate about this cause with me, along with Nat, in ensuring that we meet the right partners in this process to be able to identify the right talent. And like we said, that uh, we are not kind of earmarked roles. We are actually looking at people who have the skills and we will create opportunities. I think that's IBM's vision um, for the ND journey in India, to uh, be precise. So um, that's, uh, you know, my response in a nutshell, but I'll let Diane add to her side of the journey with me. I was going yeah, to come to Diane in any case to say, you know, um, 
Anshul shared the sort of India journey, but America has been more sort of evolved and you've been there for a longer time. So surely things are going on differently there. So please do bring us up to speed in terms of what you have been up to back in the US. Mm -hmm. Okay, over to you. Uh -huh. Thank you. Yeah, well, we, we have had a lot of activity in the US, but it really is a global program. So, you know, I talked about our um, six year journey now. Our first hiring took place in Lansing, Michigan, and that was an autism hiring um, pilot, and it was very successful. We hired six individuals, and we worked with Specialist Sterna, that is one of our partner organizations since the beginning of our journey here. Um, we hired those six individuals. They are all still employed with IBM, very happy and working in some of them the jobs they began in and some of them have moved on to other opportunities. Um, we have one individual who gets on a plane, well, pre-COVID, was getting on a plane every Monday and flying to a client location and working at that client location side by side with our clients all week long and then he would fly home on, on Friday to be home on the weekends. So lots of wonderful opportunities. Um, but soon after the, the US, we moved to Australia. And Australia was our second large hiring effort in Ballarat, Australia. And so it, you know, it's not just in the US. And um, right now we're hiring in Australia. So they're going through their second hiring program and we will have individuals onboarding um, a little bit later this month. So very excited about that. And then um, the next effort, we brought it back and it was in Canada just north of me and they've been doing quite a bit of hiring as well and you know since then um our brazil team and it's similar to what Anshu described where um ibmers that I, um ibmers hear about this program and bring it to the country that they're working in so someone in brazil learned about what we were doing and again had this interest and a lot of it stems from a personal connection and that they want to learn more about it and then they want to share it with others so um our brazil team is is on board as as well as several other countries but um i think it really it makes it more successful when you have the people who have the personal interest in this and a personal connection and we've found you know when you look at the statistics i believe it's about one in 50 individuals in the world are autistic and about one in 20 uh neurodivergent we're working with them we're around them every day and you may or may not realize it right some are self-identified and some have not and some are have not figured out yet that they're neurodivergent right so um but just as you start talking about it you get this interest and so i gravitate to those people who want to do more with this and want to help and that's i think how we're able to spread this um so easily globally around our company um jj mentioned a couple of the the support um support mechanisms and support groups we have um, at IBM and I wanted to touch. So as you mentioned Nat, Nat Lekowski is our co-BRG, global BRG leader, co-lead along with Bill Dush um, and they work so many hours on this. They're so dedicated to this. Um, but we created, uh, they created an actually autistic task force a couple of years ago and that is a small private group of of actually autistic IBMers. And so it provides a safe space for them to get together and talk if they have issues or questions or concerns to share with each other. And what's talked about in that group stays within that group, right? Unless they ask for assistance from outside of that. 
the other, and then uh, a couple years later, or the next year later, I believe it was, we created an actually neurodivergent group. So we have these two private safe spaces. And so I, as the program manager, work with the leads of these two groups. And this is the our motto, nothing about us without us. So it's not me deciding on what we need to do and where we need to go and what's working and what's not working. I work with the leads of these groups and they have ideas that they bring to me. And then I have ideas that I bring to them and say, you know, what do you think about this? Should we try this? Is this working? You know, and when I hear, you know, sometimes there's things that don't work well, right? And and luckily they're open enough to bring it to, to me and to our company so that we can do something about and about it and make it better and make it work right. So we work very, very collaboratively. And I'm very proud of that um, that partnership and that relationship that we have. Thank you so much. It is absolutely inspiring to see the kind of buy-in from the leadership because until and unless it comes top down, it doesn't really ever work, um, this culture thing. And anything that you, any innovation basically that you would like to, um, you know, have in a company. But with that, let me go back to JJ again and sort of, try and understand JJ, what does uh, sort of a, what are the kind of uh, maybe, I don't know, obstacles or if you want to call them challenges, and then what are the kind of opportunities? How can they be sort of turned into aha and eureka moments, you know? So just maybe take us through a, one typical uh, working day uh, in the life of JJ at say a Monday morning. Take us down that journey, okay, please. Thank you. A Monday morning, I think like everybody else is a tough one. And what I'm trying to say, and the reason why I said what I said is uh, to use these statistics that Diane just mentioned about one in 50 people and one in 20 people having uh, being neurodivergent, my issues are just like your issues. Um, I have a disagreement with someone I have to talk to that person. I have to make convincing, um, have to convince that person to understand what I'm saying and vice versa. Uh, and that's pretty much uh, about it. You know, uh, I bet all of you, uh, I, and I'm talking purely from the, the sort of things that I have, which is uh, dyslexia. So I'm bet, uh, I, I, I can bet my top dollar that, there's never been a situation where any one of you have written an email without a spelling mistake. So, you know, you and I are the same. Uh, I have attention uh, ADHD, which is attention uh, de deficit uh, disorder. Uh, as a result of that, um, I, I tend to walk up and down when I am on a call. And I don't know if you notice, I'm a bit fidgety on the call. I normally take most of my calls standing up. I walk uh, a bit left to the right. And I'm betting most of you also have the same uh, problems in your life. Uh, so to be honest, um, these are challenges that every individual faces. But what is different uh, is that people around me are aware of these challenges and are willing to work with me as I am willing to work with them to resolve these problems. And I think in all of our lives, I mean, be it married lives, spending time with our friends, family, colleagues, everybody has a different opinion. 
how do you work together and you move forward? So, I mean, that's the way I look at it, uh, to be honest. Back to you, Preeti. Thank you so much and absolutely spot on because those are lived experiences and so important to talk about JJ because absolutely right, you know, these are the little things that actually make a huge difference and go a long way into making someone either very happy at work or they think, you know, oh, why am I coming to work every day, you know, so thank you for sharing those and it is so encouraging and heartwarming to see that you feel supported and you feel cared for and that's absolutely the right kind of place to be for work at and with that we have our first question and this one is for you dan um maybe anchu and anybody else who would like to chip in is also welcome but i'll read it out for you here's captain charanjit lehel and he's asking what is a good starting point for any organization to begin on this journey over to you dan Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Um, and my friend uh, and coworker Nat says has gotten this question a lot, and it's to just begin, do something, right, and get started. And don't be afraid. You might make a mistake. We've made mistakes, and you just acknowledge your mistake, apologize if you need to, correct it, be agile, and continue your journey forward. I think um, learning about neurodiversity is really important. We, um, and like I mentioned, we're trying to educate every single IBMer around the world about neurodiversity and what our program is about and what we're doing. Um, we partnered with a company called Optimize to create a Neurodiversity 101 course. It's 77 minutes long, and we have had over 2,600 IBMers complete this course. And I think that's a wonderful thing to do. There's so many, you know, you don't have to necessarily get uh, education from another vendor, but they are, they specialize in this and their training is absolutely fabulous. But there's so much um, information available online that's free that you can learn about it. So I think learning about it, talking about it, having um, events, presentations at your company to start that conversation. And I think you'll see what we found where there's individuals who are passionate about it and they'll join in and your group grows. And as I mentioned, we started with two individuals and 50 and we're well over, you know, the 17, 1800 people who are working on this and thinking about it every single day as they work at IBM. So next, was there another question? No, uh, thank you for that. But I was going to come to Anshu and say if you would like to add anything from the India perspective to the same question, please. Anshu. I can just share our journey, um, like I talked about that earlier as well. I think there is a lot to learn. Like Diane said, I think we just started with some basic steps uh, by first becoming aware ourselves. Uh, and when we started the conversation, we realized that uh, there are so many IBMers who have neurodivergent individuals in their family. They're already aware. They were looking for more support, so to say. So uh, awareness was the starting point for us uh, and awareness at different levels. Awareness, uh, you know, not just from, uh, Priti, I realize you kind of mentioned the top-down approach. I think in IBM, we're actually moving away from that culture of top-down. We're saying our I, fellow IBMers co-create. And I can tell you that when we started this initiative, uh, 
all the people who joined us on uh, this journey are people who are passionate about the cause. So they came forward, uh, and Diane can vouch for that as well. I, I had a team member who actually said that I will support you with manager enablement. Let me set this up for you. Let me know what support uh, do you need. So he kind of became very proactive along with another fellow IBMer. The, the leader who got me in touch with Diane, um, he was he had worked with somebody in uh, in his assignment in the US, and he had kind of experience of working with neurodivergent individuals. And he kind of mentioned that, you know, uh, what support you need from us, uh, you know, whatever we, you, whatever support you need, we'll make that happen. So it wasn't just about creating that approach, but bringing in the people who are passionate about the cause and things started falling in place. And then I reached out to one of the leaders who's, uh, uh, you know, uh, leading equal counsel for us in India Software Labs. Then I mentioned that we want to include, uh, you know, neurodiversity as a focus area in 2021 priorities. She said, absolutely, you know, get the bright people in. And, uh, and then, you know, from one to the other, we started getting the, the, the entire task force together. And these were people who were not nominated, they were self-nominated, who were passionate about the cause. So to answer the question in a nutshell, I think it's it's a matter of uh, getting the people who are passionate about the purpose um, that we have, uh, and also getting uh, the support uh, from the ecosystem that really has worked for us. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Fantastic. And again, you know, nothing like lived experiences being shared because there's absolutely no bookish knowledge here. This is everything that has worked for the three of you as individuals and for IBM as a company. So fantastic. And some real good takeaways there. Now, I would sort of like to change the track a little bit. And um, maybe I'll go to JJ first, I think. So JJ, for somebody like me, um, what do you think is the best way to become an ally? What can I do to help um, to maybe um, come together as a community and make things happen? What can I do? And then I'm going to go to Dan and Anshu after that. But let's hear it from JJ first. Thank you, JJ. Thanks, Preeti. Uh, I think it's very simple when, as a as a child, when you touched something hot, you'd move your hand back because the heat, you were aware. And, and that's, it's as simple as that. You have to be aware. And the way you respond and react to that other person should be something that you would like if somebody were to respond and react to you. Just be kind understand that other person what that other person is going through and you know that's it it's it's as simple as that to be honest you know be aware and be empathetic in the way you will react i don't even say the word react in the way you would respond to that person because uh you know i i, I do these sessions for my colleagues and there is, uh, and you know, I think Diane and I'm sure for sure will remember it. But as part of this presentation, where we we tell people how, to make them aware about what being neurodivergent is all about, is a picture of a bird, you know, flying down trying to pluck something out of the water. And when I show that, and I ask everybody to send me a message of what they perceive from what they saw. Every single person 
every single time has given me a different explanation. So think of it like that. I mean, you are as unique as you are as I am, and so is Anshul, and so is Diane. And it's the differences in us, and the but the way we treat each other that brings us together. So I mean, I I think that's my best way to sum it up, and I I hope that's helpful for others also. Absolutely, you know, these are the basic qualities and virtues like compassion, like empathy, like walking the talk, like walking into somebody else's shoes. And you're spot on, you know, treat others as you would like to be treated yourself. It cannot get any simple than that. So thank you for sharing that with us, JJ. And that brings me um, back to you, Diane. Let us talk from sort of a, a perspective of, um, you know, what has worked for you in terms of getting all these allies together, making all this change happen? What are the tips and tricks for, say, maybe becoming a sponsor and an ally to start propagating uh, these kind of communities within our own organizations and environments? Over to you. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Um, well, I think. Um, I think it comes from meeting the people who have the personal interest and connection, and then um, they just want to share it and and spread the word and um, talk more about it. Um, so I think it's just been very organic in its happening, and we have accomplished so much in the past 15 months, and it has gone by so quickly. And I've learned quite a bit in that in that time as well. Um, that it's just been a very, um, well, it, it's had its challenges. I, I was gonna say it's been easy. Uh, we've had some challenges, but um, just the, the, the positive support that we get and, and the growth that we've had um, has just been fabulous and helped ha to move our, our efforts forward. Um, we just celebrated in April, we celebrated Neurodiversity Acceptance Month. Last year, it was Autism Acceptance, and the year before autism awareness so we're moving on that journey from awareness just learning which is a very pa passive to acceptance which becomes active and advancement so we continue that um, we had over um, 40 live events during the month of april thousands of ibmers attended those events hundreds of thousands outside of ibm we're privy to some of the um, the articles we wrote, the blogs on LinkedIn. We have our uh, Andrew Williams is a fabulous partner of mine in Australia. One of the two founders has been creating videos and he creates those videos with our neurodivergent um, employees. So they are part of those. They are in those videos, the stars in those videos. Right. And I think a wonderful part of them that those videos is they're sharing their individual stories. And that's really what people, they want to hear. They want to see someone that's like them and and then hear about their day. Like we're hearing about JJ here. Um, I think that's just a wonderful part of it is people seeing people like them uh, working at IBM, working at other companies and how they're um, being so successful, right? And how they're maybe overcoming some of the challenges um, that they have and working together with a company who's willing to listen. And right, we are willing to, if we know that there's a challenge and there's something to do about it, that we can do about it, you know, if it's brought forward, we're very willing to do something to make it 
um, so that that person can can do their work and be successful at IBM. So, thank you for that, Diane and Anshu. Anything at all to add? Because I'm sure from your own journey, you know what works and what could work and what didn't work. So sort of leave it along the way. Over to you. Thank you. Thanks, Preeti. I think I'm going to again start with an analogy of um, you know when we're training for uh, trial term. Okay. Uh, you can't just do that by only doing sit-ups. You have to actually look at, um, you know, you have to activate and strengthen all your muscles. So there's not just one muscle that you have to focus on. And uh, when those muscles, uh, you kind of uh, focus on them holistically, you are actually looking to achieve an incredible physical endeavor in the process, right? So similarly, I don't think there is a one solution to how um, you can actually uh, start that journey or perhaps uh, look at uh, going forward in that journey. I think, and that's what we also learned as we started the grassroots efforts in India, that uh, enablement was one. Allyship is so much more important, uh, like uh, Diane said. People who are passionate about the cause, joining hands and helping you spread the word. Uh, starting those conversations, not so comfortable conversations, you know, challenging mindset of people. I recall, uh, you know, people kind of questioning uh, whether this person will have any challenges in delivering quality work, you know, so and I, I don't see that as a roadblock. I'm just saying that they have haven't really had the experience, perhaps, you know, and when such questions come, you have to be able to have the conversation, so become the voice when they're not around. Uh, you know, share experiences to build that awareness. Um, provide all the resources to educate people around. Uh, and also give some examples and success stories where Diane has helped quite a bit uh, of, you know, where it has worked uh, to be able to, uh, you know, perhaps have that paradigm shift. It's not easy, I'm going to kind of reiterate, but it has been exciting, I must say. So back to you, Preeti. Thank you very much. And I think this has been an amazing journey so far, learning so many sort of ideas and concepts that have worked in the last 15 months at IBM towards neurodiversity. And I think um, a lot of takeaways personally for me, the more important ones being just start from you, Diane, and JJ from you being just be kind and Anshu from you be prepared because that is what I just heard from you that to train for a triathlon, you need to step, you know, up your training step by step and you can't just go with one muscle trained over there. So absolutely fantastic. Let me come to JJ for any kind of closing comments, JJ, and I will sort of um, reach out to both of you after that. But let's hear it from JJ. JJ, any wish list, any closing comments that you would like the audience to take away? Um, what would you like them to know or have or think about in the next few days? Over to you. Thank you. Thanks, uh, Preeti. Uh, and first, you know, thank you for organizing this. This was really fun. And I was happy to share my experiences. And uh, in response to your question, I'm just, you know, going to say that. And when you hear, when all of you hear it, you'll realize how simple this is and uh, similar to how you all would handle things in your lives is bucket th things into three sections or three buckets. 
things I can do, things I can't do, and things that I have completely no control over. And when you look at it like that, the things that you completely have no control over, that's when you look at the colleague on your left, your right, your boss, your HR partner, a friend, Preeti, and say, hey, I'm facing this problem. What do you suggest I do? And collectively, you come to a solution. And things that you do well or sort of do well, you know, you, you all know how to do it, so you carry on doing it. So that's all that I would suggest. And one last thing is I, in response to the captain's question is, every journey started off with one single step. Take that first step. And, and you know, the second and third would follow through. That's all that I have to say. Thank you. Thank you very much, JJ. Absolutely spot on. And let me come to you, Anshu, and then uh, Diane can sort of sum it all up in terms of any uh, points we might really would like to sort of stress upon. Over to you, Anshu. Thank you. Thanks, Preeti. I think the, if I were to kind of look at the journey that I have taken undertaken in the last few months, I realized that my role is to listen and to learn. You know, As an ally, I need to uh, make sure that I continue to help amplify the voices of those who don't have all the privileges, but I don't need to have a voice uh, which is the loudest. I want. I don't want to take the credit away from what I've started. So giving opportunity to everybody to be able to share their experiences and then wherever I have an opportunity and I have a, a leverage to bring those voices to a platform, I will to, add, uh, to give them uh, an opportunity to elevate those voices. And then listening to different perspectives is very important. I've had my experience, but as I started this journey, uh, hearing from people around, uh, listening to different perspectives, their experiences, which are different from me, uh, but they actually also help build my awareness, uh, you know, and th that was the kind of learning that I gained from Diane, JJ recently, and Nat for sure. So uh, I think uh, last but not the least, I think uh, the most important part that you mentioned, Riti, is empathy. If you have empathy, if you're able to step into the shoes and really kind of, uh, you know, that that is going to be the first step uh, of uh, starting that journey as well. And also imagine what it is to be in that person's shoes to uh, take that learning and that journey with them is what is very important. So I'm going to kind of end with that and hand it over to Diane to add. Thank you so much, yeah. Anshu, for that. And Diane, thank you for all those resources. I've just drop them into the comments and uh, the audience can reach out to um, you know visit those websites and everything else that you very kindly shared right here with that it is over to you diane for your closing comments. oh thank you. thank you yeah thanks for sharing those resources i think that's a really great place for people to start i wanted to just comment and on JJ, I love how he has the categorization and I'm gonna pull that into how I work about things you can control, can't control, have no control over, can do, um, can't do, that's great. Um, I think it's really the empathy, the compassion that's been talked 
talked about today is really important. And really, you know, you can do this learning from watching videos and reading, but I think I've learned more from talking to neurodivergent individuals and learning about them. And like today, learning more about JJ, his story, how his day is, what, what maybe I can do um, to work better with him so that we can really help each other. So I, th I think that's really important. Um, one of the things we started not long ago is a present is a neurodivergent presentation squad. So instead of neurotypicals coming and pre presenting on our program, we have over 15 IBM neurodivergent employees who are who volunteered, so who like to present and wanted to talk about our program. They do a majority of the presentations to other IBMers. So those individuals are getting out in front of neurotypical allies and neurodivergents, sharing their story, and it gives our employees an opportunity to talk one-on-one -on -one and ask questions, right? Where they may you may not feel comfortable just doing that, but in, you know, as an individual, but when you're having a presentation, there's that ability for that open conversation. And I, I think that's really been very important. We elevate our neurodivergent voices. They are clearly part, you know, part of this working side by side to help um, spread this program uh, within IBM and outside of IBM. Um, so I think, I think just learning about it, um, Drop, you know, the other thing was dropping your bias, biases, right? And preconceived notions and stereotypes, right? You got to push that out of your mind. You have to just um, learn and talk to individuals and learn about this and, and throw out those biases. Um, and just, I think back to the empathy and the compassion. And um, as I said, you know, to that question earlier, just start, right? Take a step forward and then it'll just keep going and you're on your journey. So thank you very much, Preeti, for inviting us here today. It's been hopefully a wonderful, beneficial conversation and um, happy to answer questions after this. I'm on LinkedIn and um, they can folks can reach out to me there and we'll share more information. So thank you very much. Absolutely. And thank you so much. It has been a very enlightening and sort of first-hand experience sharing session. I'm sure uh, the audience would have a lot of takeaways, the ones that, that are here live with us today, and for the people who will watch a rerun or listen to a rerun later on. So with that, this is the end of Corporate Spotlight, where the spotlight today was on IBM. We were having a diversity dialogue, a deep dive into neurodiversity with Diane Anshu and JJ from IBM. With everybody's permission, this is your friendly host, Preeti Chaudhary, saying Jai Hind. Do take good care until we see you soon again. Be compassionate, be caring, and just start. That is the message from everybody here today. Thank you, Diane. Thank you, Anshu. And thank you, JJ. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.